Well, let's let's do some business first. All right. Kyra, what's your hometown? Uh, Oxford. Oxford. Cool. Excellent. Do you mind if I reveal that information? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quite a big place, so the, <laughs> the likelihood of me being stalked and axe murdered is relatively low. So, <laughs> also, we have a low percentage of axe murderers in our audience. Specifically, that would have the means to go to Oxford. Right, we have plenty of... I don't think they'd take them. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, international axe murders are particularly <laughs> bad. <laughs> Interpol really needs to crack down. Also, but. it's like customs, you know, it's just really hard to get a good axe through these days. <laughs> Good morning, Meet Suits and Meet Dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 95. We have now done as many episodes as the titular year of the famous Windows release. And speaking of things that may have been impressive 15 years ago but now seem horribly inept, this week we're talking about Skins, the MTV show, not the BBC show, or the equally entertaining golf tournament. <laughs> this week's Wait, ep- hang on. Equally entertaining the Skins game golf tournament? I, I, I would say actually probably that that is way more entertaining than the show is. <laughs> the show <All> sucked. <laughs> this week's episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash weep. If you go to that address, sign up for a free trial. You will get a free audiobook just for signing up and becoming a, a trial member. And you get to keep the book even if you cancel the, cancel the subscription. And more importantly, you support our show, and we really appreciate you taking the time to do that. If you want to suggest a topic for us to, to watch or listen to, go to read-weep.com slash suggest. Fill out our handy little form. Vote on other people's suggestions. All sorts of madness can ensue at your behest. I am your host, of course. My name is Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Alex Falcone. And I crush any other Twitter account that you'd like to bring on from any other Twitter comedians as if they were grapes, and then all they can do is whine about it. Oh. (laughs) Got a very special panel with me today. First up, he's just trying to help his friend out by forcing him into a drug deal, a party he doesn't want to go to, and a failed relationship with a crazy girl. What a good friend. In Northern California, it's Ezra. I endear myself to the viewer by making fun of my girlfriend's nipples. <laughs> Which, sadly, we never get to judge for ourselves. Also, apparently, my sister is Kesha. <laughs> really? <laughs> Didn't she look like it? She's going over a party, like, all, like, make a, a mascara, like, smeared, all trashy looking. Oh, yeah, his sister was the, uh, was the zombie from the opening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 28 parties later. <laughs> Wow, that was good, and so fast. Thank you. Uh, also joining us today, as always, his mom decided to test the axiom a fool and his money are soon parted by leaving her dumb son alone with an envelope full of cash in Orlando, Florida this week. It's Chris. <laughs> hey there. I've got a raging boner and no idea what $20 can buy. Sounds like a recipe <laughs> for success, right? <laughs> At least if you ever have an empty mug, you'll know where to hang it. Oh. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> Really? You didn't enjoy an entire episode about a 15-year-old with a drug-induced boner? Not as much as I thought I was going to, no. <laughs> How much did you think you were going to enjoy that? <laughs> yeah. The lovely voice you just heard is uh, from a cute lesbian. Her only confidant, though, is a crazy old woman sleeping in her bed in Oxford. It's Kyra. Hi. Yeah, I, I like to fuck girls because it turns straight men on. <laughs> <laughs> That is a great service you're providing. That should be really government subsidized. <laughs> <laughs> Works Projects Administration is coming back. 
In all reality, Kyra is a, uh, is, is a writer for FerretBrain at ferretbrain.com, which is a webzine and a community with reviews and articles and other general tomfoolery. Are you, how many writers do you have? Are you the main writer? We have a fluctuating core, to be honest. Okay. A bit like the lesbian cheerleader. Um. <laughs> All right, great. Well, now it is time, uh, before we talk about the show, I guess we need to know what the show is about. So, Chris, Yo. you're a resident summarizer for your freakish recall and your dulcet tones today. I would like you to summarize in the style of a kid recalling a crazy party that happened last night. Okay. So, you guys, it was so awesome last night on Skins by MTV. We were all there, and we had no parents. None of us. And it's fine. Well, some of us have kind of parents, but not really. And then we just get fucked up. We get so fucked up on, like, wine coolers. And uh, there's, there's Tony. He's, like, the leader. He gives us the wine coolers. And then there's uh, his girlfriend, Michelle. He calls her Nips. Uh, then there's Chris, who has a shaved head and is hardcore, but turns out he doesn't really have any parents around at all or money and fights homeless people while naked. And then <laughs> and then this, this the girl, Katie. She's kind of fucked up on drugs all the time. There's Taya, this lesbian who may be slightly confused as to her lesbianism, but she's a cheerleader. And but she's a cheerleader. Yeah, but she's a cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, most of the time they just get into shenanigans that are a little bit more hardcore than what you'd expect, and nothing really happens. You didn't cover all the unbelievable uh, plot elements, but no, they're they're unbelievable <laughs> plot elements. There are a lot of unbelievable plot. They elements. stole a car and crashed without it mattering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really, the show is about uh, no consequences. Yeah, but not con- no consequences. That's Jeff. Anyway, that sounds like about right. Well, uh, before we make fun of it, though, as always, we have to do the compliment sandwich. We start and end with a compliment to make our show sound more fair. Kyra, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. Which do you prefer? Uh, I think I'll go first because I, I reckon the compliment will be out, be used. Okay. <laughs> Lay it on us. I will vaguely compliment the lesbian cheerleader. Not because it's in any way a good depiction of a lesbian cheerleader, but because she's a lesbian cheerleader. <laughs> so what you're saying is you like that she's a lesbian cheerleader which part really seals the deal do you have a thing a soft spot for all cheerleaders and this one just happens to be interesting and different or you have a soft spot for all lesbians and this cheerleader just happens to be interesting um i don't think she's interesting but she does run around <laughs> in, a, in a small skirt oh. which i personally consider a, a moral um What's the opposite of weakness? A moral virtue. <laughs> yeah, moral virtue, indeed. Yeah, and, and as, you, as we know, she performs an important public service, which is random titillation. Um, yes. So that's yep. useful. Um, she's not over-endowed with personality, so she's not actually annoying in the <laughs> same way that the ones they've tried to inject personality into are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so otherwise, I, I, think, I think we could be doing worse than the lesbian cheerleader, and they are, in fact... <laughs> doing worse than the lesbian cheerleader quite often <laughs> so I, i'm gonna stick my my compliment flag in the lesbian cheerleader so to speak. oh wouldn't we all if, if, if yeah. in a heartbeat i'm gonna i'm gonna come on a second because mine is also about taya um because i think taya reinforced both of my favorite lesbian stereotypes well okay. i guess all, all three considering that one of them is that they're cheerleaders is um, one of them always having a bluetooth in even while cheerleading 
<laughs> that wasn't a lesbian stereotype, but now I'm going to add that to my list of things <laughs> lesbians do. Uh, is my, it the... Oh, sorry. Well, this is fun. Let's guess. Yes, <laughs> okay, mine would be, is secretly up for a deep dicking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Provide, you're close, provided the man dances well. Yeah. If you, I've, I've assumed that any lesbian will sleep with any man provided he can prove himself first on the dance floor. That will knock out a lot of men. So. <laughs> exactly. That yeah, they're That's they're just still a good choosy. selection process. Yeah. My second and my second that I've always had, of course, is that uh, they all masturbate to Audrey Hepburn, right? No, uh, that oh. was pleasantly surprising. <laughs> no, my my other stereotype is that uh, is that all lesbians have keys to all lesbian bars. Oh. That doesn't matter where it is, what bar it is. If you have, a, you just have a lesbian key. <laughs> as soon as you become a lesbian, you get a key to the furry city. <laughs> As um, they called it. As, as they say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so called. <laughs> so so she just gets to enter the bars after hours to have sex with men, which I'm sure is not their intention when they give her the key originally when she's inducted into the club. But uh, Is that the lesbian club for lesbians? Yeah, yes, that's what it's called. It's called the lesbian club for lesbians. Do you get a kind of frequent flyer benefit? <laughs> <laughs> Every third one is free. I don't know. <laughs> I've derailed this whole kind of discussion into lesbian cheerleaders for an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm sure not only do we appreciate it, but the internet appreciates it. <laughs> I mean, what's more popular, this show or lesbian cheerleaders on the internet? All right, good. Continuing on, uh, Chris, you're up. Well, you know, amidst all this uh, cultural rainbow of people, of, of uh, young kids, there's a Muslim kid. And his name is... I, I, stares at boobs. <laughs> is stares at boobs. <laughs> this one character thing is that he really likes boobs. He so, really likes boobs. This is how you define a teenage boy. You know, and sometimes it's that simple. Scooby really likes Scooby snacks. That's his defining <laughs> characteristic. Scooby-Doo. This kid really likes boobs and will do anything to look at them for only a little longer. Yeah. And so, Muslim kid, I salute you. Really, it's the whole religion has earned a salute here for being so well represented by MTV. <laughs> Whoever your I mean, PR still, and marketing department head is, good job on this product placement in MTV. I would say they got they came off markedly better than uh, the Italian Americans did on Jersey Shore. So. <laughs> and on mm. this show, really. Also true. That's true. Uh, all right, Ezra, compliment. I just like really quick uh, like character sketches through through dietary habits. <laughs> so we meet Katie, and we know that she's crazy because, quote, she only eats cheese puffs. <laughs> but she makes sculptures of penises out of plants. Well, she's not a cheese puffetarian. That's not a moral decision. That's more of a lifestyle choice. That's not a lifestyle choice. That's masochism. Although maybe that is a lifestyle choice. <laughs> yeah, masochism is a valid lifestyle choice. Absolutely. She also... Uh, although she doesn't eat them, she does carve vegetables into penises. Yes. Or is that a lifestyle choice? Penis flowers. That... Yeah, I think that's a lifestyle choice as well. Or maybe just a nervous tick. <laughs> <laughs> is that like that thing when you're in a bar and if you like peel the the label off your drink, what you're secretly wanting to get laid? So you're sitting there in the bar and you've accidentally carved a vegetable penis. You're kind of <laughs> or something about some kind of some kind of inattention. No. Yes, the wow. inner you've accidentally that you're... whittled a penis out of the bar table. <laughs> So that's why I always get hit on. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, just, I, I can imagine you being like a great conversationalist, but if you look down at your hands, you're secretly, you're, there's a cucumber there and you're whittling at it. 
I'm just whittling like, with my keys, just like, making it, like, oh, hey, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I was going to say, it's like the guy in Blade Runner, except, uh, you know, how he leaves the little origami unicorns around instead of that, you just sort of leave a small carved penis <laughs> your friends. Wait, is this a summer squash with foreskin? Chris must have been here. Chris was here. Dominate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now it's time for our uh, more natural segment. This is called Hate Tactoe. Go ahead, Ezra. Tell me you haven't heard of this game. Didn't we already do this one? No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did this one already. All right. Then we'll play uh, uh, a similar game, Hadywood Squares. <laughs> <laughs> Good save. <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but Penn and Teller are in the middle, and the right upper corner is hate. <laughs> uh, begin. Somebody go. Well, first, I mean, just to give you a little picture about how one note this show is, the cafeteria that they eat at is called Nutbush Cafeteria. Nutbush. <laughs> yeah. Literally everything is about sex for these kids. He goes to a woman's college called Edith Damp Collegiate for Young Ladies. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. Oh. And that was the moment where I was like, Oh, I think they're trying to be funny. <laughs> I actually wrote next to Nutbush Cafeteria in my note was, for the last time, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the specials at Nutbush? <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, Nutbush is a little anatomically confused, but I'm assuming there's like shaved fennel. <laughs> and some fennel that just keeps it natural. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's there's a fair amount of just Chris's um, you know, penis sculptures there. Yeah. Landing strip steak. <laughs> Fish tacos, side of sprouts. I mean, nice. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's sausage fest at some point, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bangers and mash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now you you're doing. Now you're on a roll. <laughs> Those would be on a roll. <laughs> Main character Tony, yeah. who I will refer to going forward as Slick. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because I think that would also irritate him in real life. <laughs> That's important. So Slick decides, as Alex mentioned, that the way to fix his friend's like getting laid problem is to have him buy drugs on credit. Yeah. Uh, so he just, I mean, the show is full of things like, just go buy some drugs on cred. No problem. I, I, I'm not American, but here in England... It's kind of a cash-only industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't, like, go up to a shady bloke in a leather jacket on a street corner and be like, well, do you take Visa? No. <laughs> I, we... you know, what kind of, what is wrong with America? Like, what, <laughs> what, how, why does your drug industry allow people who take drugs to buy it on credit? Because <laughs> PayPal is everywhere, Kyra. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this is why the, the great drug bubble burst a couple years ago and brought down the world <laughs> exactly. economy. We just we all the subprime drug loans. Yeah, we. <laughs> I think all drug loans are subprime. But <laughs> yeah, we just we just over leveraged ourselves, and uh, it's, it's good that we finally brought that. To, we finally reined that in. Now it's mostly like cash only. But the bank owns a ton of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Get the bank out of the drug loan. <laughs> Not only was it just uh, was it weed on credit to a drug user. It was a 16 year old, and he never even asked the kid's name. Yeah. Later he was just or like, "Where's address. that blonde kid?" Yeah, he was like, oh shit, I should have gotten some, some way to find this guy who owes me $900. And the kid asked for an ounce, and he said, no, 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 the minimum is four ounces that you can take without paying for it. 
<laughs> this doesn't make sense at all. This is not like a, a very smart town. This is a non-savvy drug dealer. <laughs> it's like, well, if I'm going to stalk a, a high schooler, maybe I'll have the most conspicuous truck ever. <laughs> the truck from Kill Bill. Yeah, right. I mean, it's one, it's one of several. I guess this would be one of my top hates is just that the show occasionally wanted to seem really serious and wanted to take seem edgy, but then clearly had like cartoon plot elements. Yeah, that was one. The like the the positive the IDing the guy who's kidnapped at his daughter's school. Uh, uh, let's see what else was there. Uh, oh, mad suicide girl, Katie. Katie, because it's oh, obviously yeah, yeah. it's really hilarious when somebody's <laughs> about to commit suicide as you're trying to fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Episode three opened with a 15 year old with a drug fueled erection peeing on his own face. <laughs> <laughs> this is a classy show. <laughs> do you think they used like stunt urine for that or do you think of it was actually they having did. the kids <laughs> i mean i don't know if I they called it stunt urine but I, i'm yeah <laughs> you're gonna bring the double <laughs> sorry stunt urine sounds brilliantly i can just imagine this guy you know does, does it like drive cars and it does. <laughs> he gets punched in the face <laughs> listen i understand if you're scared of having your urine drive that car into the lake <laughs> fortunately we've hired urine that looks just like your urine <laughs> Uh, this is a really minor hate, but I particularly liked, by, by liked, I mean hated, um, the yeah. way in the first episode they go out of their way to get the teenagers using the word skins. Apparently it means rolling papers. No, it, yeah. it, reals, it means rolling papers, but who uses that? Is this a thing that, that, that you guys use over over in the UK? Is this... I think, I think it's, it is British slang for, for rolling papers, but it's kind of British slang as exists in the Urban Dictionary, rather than British slang as in teenagers casually say to each other, as in, hey man, pass the skins. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> and I particularly yeah. like the way on the off chance, like nobody understood and or cared that they didn't understand, they kind of elbow this in, yeah. like in this really awkward, awkward way when one of the American teenagers turns to the other American teenager and is all like hey man pass the skins this sounds totally convincing and plausible like this is something we say every day yeah Yeah, and they were so confused by what he meant that they rolled the car into the lake exactly (laughs) by skins what I meant was turn off the handbrake (laughs) (laughs) oh sorry I I just heard plot point I'm sorry (laughs) The, the awesome plot point that happens of course is that because they're in the car and it goes in they all escape but they lose the drugs or do they yeah, because the, the drugs then pop up later drugs are the only thing in the car yeah. that pop up later yeah i mean i've watched the wire and guy Ritchie movies i know that you know it's going to be found by some other minor character who's then going to get involved and mixed up into something a little bit too heavy yeah well if you're but, talking about guy nope. Ritchie movies like a dog will swallow yeah, a dog it. will swallow it and then squeak i think is how yeah. it works <laughs> but you know what it's never come back because they forgot about it. The writers <laughs> forgot about it. Well, it's a world of no consequences, Chris. Yeah, it's like drugs with the bumpers turned on the lanes, you know? <laughs> there ain't no gutter to fall into. No. Wow, that's a good that's one. No one gave you credit for that. Uh, so the movie opened, as I insinuated earlier, with or the show opened with a great brain teaser. Because I didn't know anything at all about what the show was about. Yeah. So when it opened with a girl, like with her makeup all screwed up you know, kind of like wandering through the street and the streets are empty. There are two possibilities. Either this is a movie about kids partying too late or about zombies. Yep. Definitely took the less interesting of the two. Yeah. And then it turned out, nope, instead it's just Ferris Bueller's Day Off without the sense of fun. <laughs> no, I know. This show, the first episode was like five different shows at once. <laughs> there was Zombie Girl followed by Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Followed by, like, P. 
peanuts, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> American Pie in there also. Yeah. Uh... So at one point they're in a, in a high school classroom and they're in a psychology class and the blackboard says this, anger and depression. Why? <laughs> <laughs> really nailed psych there. You really understand what psychology is about. The thing I liked about the psych blackboard was I, I thought it was a profound meta commentary on the nature of the show because I was sitting there reading it going anger, anger, check, depression, <laughs> check. Why? Yes, I'm screaming that right now. <laughs> I know I'm just reading over the uh, the differences between the English version and uh, looks like when Chris's mother abandons him in the British version, he gets way more money. He gets like a, a thousand uh, pounds, which is way better than a thousand dollars. Yeah, but cost of living. Yeah, but cost of living. Exactly. That's how they get you. The cost of a stereo system that you're going to break with toaster pastries. <laughs> much higher there. So that guy was my favorite character. I think. <laughs> the, guy, the guy who will not take back the toaster the pastry. Toaster pastry was your favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> Yet it had the most depth. Yeah. All right. So hey, let's go back. Let's do it. We're we're sort of moving along to the segment. Let's we're of the firm belief on Read and Weep that any bad show or book or movie or whatever is only one small adjustment away from being great. So for me, for example, for this show, it would have been having the whole cast die at the end of every episode. What about you guys? What small, small change, change of killing off everyone ever? <laughs> what small change would you guys make to to fix this show? Well, so in the third episode, when uh, Chris goes into his mother's empty wardrobe, he ends up in Narnia. It's such a shame whenever someone enters a wardrobe and comes out without <laughs> and snow. And the rest yeah. of it is him trying to bang like satyrs and, and that kind of thing. Oh, man. Um, he, and the ice queen. Yeah, he'd be all about trying to bang the ice queen. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then like now Aslan's kind of like the operator who's like the smooth character. I actually also, because he, what happened was he got into the, into the wardrobe and it fell over and it broke. And mm-hmm. I like I would like to think that during the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, they're all in Narnia. But then if somebody pushed the wardrobe over, it would just break and like snow and and Jesus Cat and Seder stuff would all fall out the back of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's my one change for for that movie. Okay. <laughs> Two for. I think one. Ch- I think it was like when you were saying at the beginning when you see. I think it's Effie coming home looking like a 40-year-old tramp. Yeah. yeah. And you're saying it could either go, you know, zombie apocalypse or teenagers who party so much. I don't see why we shouldn't. I think the small change would be to combine them both. Yep. And what we could have was zombie teenagers who party too much. <laughs> this is a, a really cutting-edge show that's revealing the secret so, yeah. lives of zombie teenagers. Exactly. <laughs> Buys brains on credit. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, there's that touching, revealing soliloquy by Taya. <laughs> then Taya's grandmother comes in and lays down next to her and is like <laughs> it would probably ruin the scene where um, Katie tries to kill herself though because they'd be like <laughs> you know, she'd be like I've taken some pills so <laughs> <laughs> they fall out her throat she cuts her wrist yeah. and then her, just her hand falls off and it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> and then she carves her hand into a penis shape yeah, of course. See, it would just enrich the show in so many ways. I agree with you. I think that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> the boner pills happen, but like the, just the, the dick just falls off. Or am I thinking of lepers? Am I thinking of lepers or I zombies? Think of lepers. I, think, uh. I think if you were a zombie teenager, I think you would be permanently bonered without the need of pills. Is that, right. is that true? Everything's stiff. I well, don't d- you? Oh, Doesn't everything God. stiffen up when you die? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, it does, but not for forever. There's a period of time, right? Rigor mortis right, also, doesn't. It's not like 
people turn into stones. Also, zombies aren't real. I'm not a medic. <laughs> I don't. I don't know which medical textbooks cover zombies, but Chris sure knows what he's talking about here. <laughs> Gray matters anatomy. <laughs> How are you so fast? <laughs> you are too sharp today, Ed. <laughs> All right. Any other? But anybody else have one more? One more change? Uh, yeah. I, I guess I haven't done my change yet. I, I think instead of totally one note about sex, I want some some competent mobsters. I want some consequences here. I mean, I think it's similar to the car rolling off the lake. But, like, what if it just switches and then it's a crime drama and the kids just, like, are background players, you know? I would love – yeah, just if this could, like, switch to, like, drastically shift genres every episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you really want to follow the adventures of a mobster who allows teenagers to buy drugs on credit? I just just don't think he's going anywhere, you know? I I don't think he's rising in the mob. All right, hey, I want to play a really quick game. Uh, so this is my favorite thing in any movie or, or, or TV show that we watch is when we hear just the end of a joke or just the end of a story and we can try to figure out what happened at the beginning. Yep. So I'm going to give you guys the end of the old lady's amusing story. And uh, I want you guys to decide what she was talking about that led up to that. Are you ready? Ready. Here's the ending. What's the difference? In Arkansas, it's still a skill. Mazeltov. <laughs> I mean, what was Nana talking about? I think maybe uh, in the sea they're living in now, they know a, a, a skill saw by a different name. But in Arkansas, <laughs> it still goes by the original. So, I mean, what's the difference? Seriously. <laughs> I like to think that speech was like the lesbian cheerleader was finally putting her foot down on the fact that she appears to have to share a bed with an old woman. <laughs> you know, and she's kind of saying, in America, they don't do that. You know, I'd, I'd really like my own bedroom so I can get more girl sex. Yeah. And the old woman is like, well, in Arkansas, <laughs> it's just skill. Girl yeah. sex while next to somebody. Yeah. I don't know. If if somebody took me home and their grandma was in, in bed, I, I'd probably be unhappy, I have to say. Yeah. Just not a turn on me. Yeah, Nana's a total cock clock. <laughs> well, and well, that was well. Fortunately for her, uh, yeah, not cock yeah. block, I guess. <laughs> not bush block. Not bush block. There, there ought to be an alternative ter- term for cock blocking. Really, there isn't a female equivalent. There should be one. Yeah, honestly. Like, all right, oh, we have a task. Uh, oh, it, beaver damming. <laughs> beaver damming. <laughs> God, Ezra, you're good today. <laughs> what? Are you, did you take? Did you drink Lucky Potion this morning? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I just I had to I, I finished my thesis so I have like like you know, a lot of extra energy spare brain cycles that you haven't been used. Oh, that has to be a thing now. Yeah. I, it's too good for no one to have come up with it. Yeah. That's, hey, you're really beaver damming me right now. Yes, seriously. It's brilliant. I'm just gonna do a search really quick for cockblock beaver dam. We'll see what happens. Great. Yeah. According to Urban Dictionary, that is exactly what beaver dam means. The feminine damn it. cockblock. Hey, who cares? You in, you invented it independently. Right. Yeah, still well, counts. Yeah, it'll be like calculus. <laughs> yes, just like calculus. Remind me. Well, no, because because like like Newton came up with it, but also uh, um at the same time like Leibniz came up with it. I think. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. just like uh just like uh, uh sandwiches. <laughs> the Earl of Sandwich and the Earl of Hoagie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Earl of Kaiser Roll. <laughs> Wouldn't be the Kaiser well, Kaiser. The Kaiser of Roll. <laughs> yeah, Kaiser Roll. <laughs> 
This advert was required but not approved by Audible. Meanwhile, in a horny teen's bedroom. Son, you've been masturbating far too much. What else am I supposed to do? There's clearly nothing good on TV if we're a show. Well, you, you could read a book. Books are for chumps. I'll never stop being a virgin if I'm holding a book at school. Well, I've got you covered. Read a book without reading. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash readandweep and get a free audiobook. I recommend Sex at Dawn, the prehistoric origins of modern sexuality. You can use it to figure out why you're so hormonal right now. What if I cancel, like the way Mom walked out on us? Then you'll still get to keep the book, unlike Mom. I'm a sexy teacher, and now I'm somehow attracted to you. I took boner pills. Splendid! Audiblepodcast.com slash weep. Stop whacking. Crack a book. Now it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. This is the last nice thing you'll ever have to say about MTV's skins. So we're going to go in reverse order from the way we started, which means Ezra is up first. I think it's really important to challenge yourself. You know, when you get good at sling, you really should up the stakes, no matter what it is. So these kids are clearly good at drinking and, you know, presumably not throwing up. And so in order to up the stakes, they are on a little kid's, like, spinny top thing. Like yeah. A, like a, a merry-go-round. A, a yeah. yeah. And they're drinking vodka on that. Just straight up. Yeah. Yep. Just straight up. Vodka. Finishing the bottle. Because, you know what? You really need to keep on pushing yourself to see if uh, if you're actually the best you can be at not throwing up. That's how the astronauts did it. That's... <laughs> All right, Chris, your turn next. What is your uh, minor compliment? you got to admire the efficiency in this town. The scrap heap guy is also the fence for stolen goods is also the place to get weird Mexican pills. <laughs> in this economy, you definitely see people taking on more than one job and working overtime, and this guy clearly is. Also, he's a wheelbarrow hoarder. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> on TLC. <laughs> Do you think around the back of his trailer truck, he's got this kind of shrine to wheelbarrows, which is just various wheelbarrows done up in, like, pink tutus? <laughs> he dresses them up. <laughs> he's, like, building, like, a wheelbarrow suit, maybe? Oh, like Iron Man. <laughs> oh, see, Iron Man. He's Iron Man. Wheelbarrow Man. <laughs> Iron Barrow. Fat, so it's going to take a lot. Wheels and wooden handles poking out everywhere. <laughs> the government does not want this, actually. <laughs> I, I think Wheelbarrow Man could be quite an effective like, superhero because you just point him at whatever supervillain you want to take him out of the trash. He scoops, scoops him up. up, gets them out of the way. Provides a good deal of leverage for picking up things that are too heavy for you normally. Oh no, exactly. Barrow Man tipped over. <laughs> guy's free again. A little tippy, that's that's the big concern. <laughs> Alright, so here's my uh, my minor compliment. We've talked about it a little bit already. Uh, the escaping from the car uh, that was sinking. I've watched a lot of Mythbusters in my day. Oh, me too, yeah. And it turns out uh, escaping from a car that is sinking in water is very difficult. Because the car tends to flip over, so you're buckled uh, upside down. And uh, you're panicking, of course, and you're tr- you can't open the doors until the water inside equalizes pressure on the doors with the water outside. So you have to wait till your head is underwater before you can open the doors. And I think it's just awesome that all five of these kids survived that crash because it really makes you think about what you need, you know, what you guys need to do to be ready to escape from a disaster. What's really annoying is that there's obviously this very tense action drama going on embedded in the show where you have these five 
kids trapped upside down in a in a vehicle slowly filling up with water you yeah. know and, and restraining their panic and giving each other you know kind of come on stay with us yeah yeah so, somebody's <laughs> got to slap somebody else to get them out of their panic don't quit on me exactly and all this went on but for some reason they instead kind of took that out or we lost it in post production or something and spent and spent more time showing the floating drugs later it's really sad yeah. Still, the floating drugs is a very compelling character for me. I, I would have just like wanted to see the spin-off <laughs> with just the floating drugs. You gotta admire the tenacity of floating drugs. <laughs> yeah, unthinkable floating drugs. <laughs> awesome. All right, uh, Kyra. So, speaking of um, of characters that don't get enough screen time, but I think have a lot of potential to to really develop as the show goes on, I think maybe Nips's nipples. Yeah. Because if you think about it, there's quite a lot of airtime given to sort of building them up and their mysterious wrongness, yeah. Yeah. you know, and she kind of shows them to lots of people and is like, do you think my nipples are weird and stuff? So I feel as a recurring character, they, I think it's been very cleverly done, a bit like kind of Hamlet, <laughs> in that you have lots of people discussing Hamlet before he comes on stage and stuff, and that builds up sort of tension and uncertainty in the audience. And I feel I feel like the writers have very cleverly done this with, with Nips's nipples. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to when we get their story and they, you know, they get sufficient airtime and stuff, and, and and we really kind of get to grips with them as a character. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's <laughs> the way the show works. What would they be named? Would it be like just like a nip one, nip two, or would it be like Nipsey and Nipsey, or you know? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, they're they're quite sophisticated Ezra? and quite detailed characters, so I, I hope they've got their own personalities and names. I can't be put on the spot. Like Ari <laughs> and Ola. <laughs> <laughs> I, the the thing, well, besides the fact that I love that you're calling them uh, nips is nips, I also the thing about it is the way the show works is they give like each episode was dedicated to one character. It was like Tony's story and and Chris's story and Taya's story. So there's got to be an episode just called Nips that is just about her nipples. <laughs> nips is nips. Most of the time they're in the dark. They would get the whole. They would get a whole episode. Yeah, it wouldn't be very interesting for most of it. Well, I mean, I I don't say I haven't seen this show, but I thought there already was a, a series about this called Nip Tuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got it back. It's touch and go on the podcast today, but Ezra's winning. All right, guys. I realize that I am a huge fame whore, and I need more people to validate my existence. So in order to make me happy, I think we're having a a fan drive. Uh, This is fan drive 2011. Details can be found at read-weep.com slash fandrive. Basically, the more people that you get to like us on Facebook, the more we will, we will shower you with praise and rewards. Lots of great things at every level of, of support. Uh, tote bags. Uh, yes, a thousand fans will be a tote bag. <laughs> um, <laughs> much more attainable, though. One fan that you get us new will be a very personalized thank you email. For three, we will give you autograph tour-only bookmarks. Sure to be a collector's Which item. Which will no longer be tour-only because we've sent them to you. Yep. And uh, let's see, for five new fans, we will tweet our thanks about you publicly on Twitter, which is home of all fame. Is this cumulative? Do you get the things above as well? Yeah. Yes. And everything before it also. Note, reward levels are subject to change. Check read-sweep.com slash fan drive for details. This is like the fame whore's pyramid scheme. <laughs> Multi-level fame whore. At some point you get the secrets of the universe, you know, when you've got a certain number of fans. Yep. At the 33rd fan, you get to drink wine out of a skull with us. <laughs> <laughs> we should have more Masonica symbols. <laughs> this is almost enough to make me join Facebook. <laughs> At uh, ten fans, if I see you on the street, I'll nod knowingly. How about that? 
Actually, Chris, at 10 fans, you will record your voice uh, on their voicemail. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's fine. I'll do that. And say sexy things to, to their callers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 25 fans, I believe. Uh, you can pick a movie for us. That's right. Anything you want. Oh, even, cool. if, even if it's not very popular on our fan suggestions, you get to go <laughs> yeah. straight. For some reason, up. I thought... Sorry. For some reason, I thought that Ezra was just going to be increasing. And at 25 fans... You get to go on a date with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> 35 fans, Chris will marry you for one day. 50 fans will be your personal slave. 60 fans will let his own expense. Fans. He will fly you anywhere. Yeah. In the <laughs> what, why, why, why are you pimping Chris? Is like, I mean, like, is he like the copper level kind of reader and weep podcaster? I mean, if you get to a certain number of fans, you're allowed to like upgrade to Alex. No, no, no. <laughs> and then level. I mean, is Chris just your man or friend or something? Well, we have a we have a few reasons for picking Chris. Chris is the most attractive, the smartest, the tallest. Actually, I'm the shortest of the three of us. The, the most ath- shut up. The most athletic, uh, the most agreeable. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and most importantly, we just don't think he's pulling his weight yet. So this is his, his job. That's pretty true. I'm, yeah. But anyway, you know, we, there's no bad deal. We're not going to give you the bronze person. We go straight to Chris. <laughs> At zero fans, uh, we, will, we will give you Alex. <laughs> you just want to stick him in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't hang on for too long. Send him off. Drill some air Wait, holes. Wait, did we poke sh- holes in the crate? Yeah. <laughs> Get him through customs is very tough. We, we will fly me at Chris's expense anywhere you want. <laughs> Even if you're an international axe murderer. <laughs> All right. So more details, read-weep.com slash fan drive. And uh, as I'm assuming most of this is honor system. Like, send, send us a message with the names of the people that you've uh, gotten to like us. We will confirm. And, and, and this is we'll starting now. All the people who have been working really hard to make all their friends like us for months and, and months. That doesn't count, right? <laughs> well, you still get an Alex. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back next week. For episode number 96, uh, next week we are going to be watching I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant. We're continuing on with our uh, excellent basic cable TV shows. Quick editor's note, we had some trouble acquiring episodes of I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant, so instead we've replaced it with the show... 16 and Pregnant from MTV, replacing one basic cable show about dumb mothers with another one. Enjoy. Your your dedication to pain is... um... Is admirable. <laughs> I'm actually really excited about this one. This one, I this, you, you I'm said earlier. You here, Tyra, What were you saying earlier about masochism? It's a valid life. Yeah. It's a valid yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for being here, as always, Chris and Ezra. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Yep. Your continued dedication to pain. Also, uh, big thank you this week to Kyra for joining us all the way from across the pond via Skype. We really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, like, thank you for having me. I had fun. And everybody, everybody, check out her her writing on her webzine and community ferretbrain.com so for our show we'll be back next week I didn't know I was pregnant goodbye take care bye Go you. Oh, yeah. Yeah.